This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly briefing for the week of October 31st. In this week's episode, I'll discuss findings from five MMWR reports, ranging on topics from CDC's Clinical Practice Guideline for Prescribing Opioids to Arthritis Among Caregivers. I'll also discuss a new report that sheds light on vaccination coverage among children worldwide. Finally, I'll discuss a report that looks at the safety of the updated bivalent COVID-19 booster and another that looks at features of monkeypox in children and teens. The first report looks at CDC's updated clinical practice guideline for prescribing opioids for pain. Pain affects the lives of millions of Americans. Pain, especially chronic pain, can affect almost every aspect of a person's life, including impaired physical functioning, poor mental health, and reduced quality of life it contributes to substantial morbidity each year. Approximately one in five U.S. adults had chronic pain in 2019. About one in 14 adults experienced pain that limited everyday life or work activities. Opioids can be essential medications for the management of pain. However, they carry considerable potential risks. The science of pain care has advanced over the past six years. To advance pain care in the United States, CDC released new recommendations for clinicians who provide short and long-term pain care for adults. The new clinical practice guideline updates and replaces the 2016 guideline. The aim of the update is to ensure equitable access to safe and effective pain management. It is intended to serve as a flexible tool to support clinicians and patients as they work together to create pain treatment plans that are safe, effective, and appropriate for each patient. The update provides recommendations but does not replace clinical judgment and patient-centered decision-making. It does not dictate clinical practice and is not intended to be applied as inflexible standards of care. Flexibility for clinicians and patients is paramount when making patient-centered clinical treatment decisions. The second report examines the prevalence and characteristics of arthritis among caregivers. Caregiving provides numerous benefits to both caregivers and care recipients. However, it can also negatively affect caregivers' mental and physical health. Because caregiving often requires physical exertion, Arthritis may affect both a caregiver's health and the care they provide. Yet little is known about arthritis among caregivers and how it impacts the care provided. To assess arthritis among caregivers of a family member or friend, CDC examined data from 17 states. The study found that approximately one in five U.S. adults was a caregiver. More than one in three caregivers had arthritis, and nearly half reported activity limitations. Compared to caregivers without arthritis, those with arthritis reported more disabilities, provided similar types of care, and were more likely to have provided care for more hours per week and for more years. Physical activity and lifestyle management programs for arthritis can help caregivers ease their arthritis pain and improve physical function and quality of life. Caregivers should discuss their arthritis with a healthcare professional. 
The third report describes vaccination coverage among children worldwide. In 2020, the World Health Assembly endorsed the Immunization Agenda 2030, an ambitious global immunization strategy to reduce illness and death from vaccine-preventable diseases. Since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, there's been a widespread decline in childhood vaccinations globally, putting millions of children at risk for vaccine-preventable diseases. This report provides updated global, regional, and national vaccination coverage estimates and trends. In 2021, an estimated 18 million children worldwide did not receive a single dose of diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis-containing vaccine, nearly 6 million more than in 2019. There were similar declines in coverage for vaccines to protect against haemophilus influenza type B, measles and rubella, polio, hepatitis B, tuberculosis, and human papillomavirus. Expanding immunization services to reach unvaccinated and undervaccinated children and improving equity in immunization are key objectives of the 2030 Agenda. These are critical to recover from disruption caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. The fourth report examines the safety of the updated bivalent COVID-19 mRNA vaccine booster doses. On September 1, 2022, the Advisory Committee for Immunization Practices recommended that everyone aged 12 years and older receive an updated bivalent booster. To characterize the safety of bivalent boosters, CDC reviewed adverse events voluntarily reported to CDC's vSafe and to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS. During August through October 2022, approximately 14.4 million people aged 12 years and older received a dose of Pfizer-BioNTech's bivalent COVID-19 booster, and approximately 8.2 million people aged 18 years and older received a dose of Moderna's bivalent booster. The initial safety findings identified no unusual or unexpected patterns of adverse events. This study's findings support the overall safety of the updated bivalent boosters. It is important to note that health impacts after COVID-19 vaccination are less frequent and less serious than those associated with COVID-19 illness. CDC recommends that everyone five years and older receive a bivalent booster. The last report examines the clinical features of monkeypox in children and teens. During the current monkeypox outbreak, data on monkeypox in children and teens younger than 18 have been limited. During May through September 2022, more than 25,000 cases of monkeypox were reported in the United States, primarily among adult, gay, bisexual, and other men who have sex with men. During this same period, CDC identified 83 cases of monkeypox in children and teens, comprising less than 1% of total U.S. cases. None were critically ill, although 11% were hospitalized. All 83 recovered. Black and Hispanic children and teens made up 82% of all reported cases, whereas they make up less than 40% of the U.S. population under the age of 18. Among 55 teens with monkeypox, most were male, and male-to-male sexual contact was the most likely route of exposure. Among 20 children 12 years and younger, with available exposure data, 19 were exposed in the household setting, 
For 17 of these children, the reported exposure was direct skin-to-skin contact that routinely occurs between a child and an adult caregiver. Ensuring equitable access to monkeypox vaccination, testing, and treatment is a critical public health priority. Vaccination for adolescents with risk factors and provision of prevention information for people with monkeypox caring for children might prevent additional infections. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free to have MMWR delivered to your inbox. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.